Welcome, True Believer readers, to Let's Read Peter Parker the Spectacular Spider-Man, a division of Let's Read Spider-Man, a proud member of the PaceBot Patreon Podcast Network. The PaceBot Patreon Podcast Network is home to many great podcasts, and one that might interest you would be a discussion about embarrassing performance issues for men and working as a community to break the stigma and support each other. Uh, that sounds very interesting, James B. Uh, difficult discussion that you could have about that. Two men, unable to perform their only purpose, work to support each other. Join Jigsaw and Manwolf as they discuss their inability to hurt anyone, even Spider-Man, even as they should have a reputation as dangerous villains. Listen to Performance Issues every Friday at 6 p.m. on the PacePot Patreon Podcast Network. Uh, okay, well, those are two interesting candidates to have the first time around. Tough discussions, Eddie. Sometimes people... They really want to get it done, and they just can't get get it done. Glad they're having those discussions, I guess. Yeah. That's the best we could look well, at that. We're going to have a discussion today with a returning guest, someone who has been here a couple times, sort of like uh, two and a half times, I think. <laughs> uh, it's my pleasure to welcome back our good friend, uh, President Ian. How you doing, Ian? I'm doing pretty good. 3D printing some Iron Man helmets. Awesome. Horribly getting spray painted and dropping sticks everywhere in percussion. All right. Well, Ian, we're going to discuss some books today. Hopefully we can keep you a little bit better in order than your mallets uh, when you're going to hit a marimba. Uh, Why don't you take us into the first book? From December of 1978, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man 25, Carry On, My Wayward Son, written by Bill Mantelo, art by Jim Mooney, ink by Frank Springer. In order to save my voice for the other podcast later tonight, Eddie, you do the summary and Ian can answer the questions, okay? Yeah, yes. The scene is set in a Magia tribunal, with Big M a sitting center. A gaunt green golem-like villain named Carrion declares to the Magia bosses he will rid the world of Spider-Man. They think he's too dangerous, so they sick a pack of two-bit hoots on Carrion, who quickly and grotesquely kills them using a powder from his pouch. Big M thinks he's a real danger and sends him down a trapdoor. Ian, what do you think of this new villain, Carrion? Well, he is definitely terrifying the way he kills people with this toxic gas. It's like a toxic powder from his pouch, right? Yeah, and he's very Green Goblin-like in appearance with his green skin and his purple clothing and his pouch. I totally didn't even think about that until you said it, Ian. He's He is not, I wouldn't even say very, I'd say he is like the Green Goblin. Yeah. There's not much different about him. He just doesn't have some of his gadgets. He's terrifying. I agree. They like shoot a bullet at him and it goes straight through him. It's terrible. Well, let's get away from Carrion. Peter is once again contemplating whether to be Spider-Man as we see across town the White Tiger, which is disgruntled but in action, breaking up a local gang trying to steal a car. When the owner turns out to be part of the unsavory underworld, he takes a pop at him too. Bigum has left the tribunal to rob a bank using a metal bird-like drone and a troop of expendable purple henchmen. When Spidey shows up to break up the robbery, the robot bird morphs into a tri-man. And we learn Big M is the mass marauder as he zaps Spidey in the face in the final panel. I wonder what happened to Carrion. He like went down a trap door 
and he's he's gone. Well, why does Carrion need the Magia in the first place? He's, he's so powerful already. I have the same question, actually. It doesn't make any sense. It, you know, Ian, since you mentioned he looks like the Green Goblin, what if he has some kind of, like, Green Goblin connection? You know how he always wants to be, like, head of the underworld, right? Yeah, it's true. I can't wait to find out what happens. Tell me about the next book, Ian. From January of 1979, Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man 26, Mine Eyes Have Seen the Glory, by Mantelo, Mooney, and Springer. We open with the recently blinded My eyes. by the masked marauder, Spidey, being beat up by the mechanical trimen. When the marauder decides blind Spidey is no longer a threat and leaves him. Of course, Spider-Man will never bother the marauder again, right, Eddie? I tell you, Ian... I'm not sure if you were there for when the lizard was just like, eh, I won't kill Spider-Man, even though he's totally helpless right next to me, and I'm a bloodthirsty giant lizard that can't control myself. Or like when the Green Goblin 100,000% had Spider-Man completely knocked out next to him, and he was like, eh, you know, whatever. These kind of sequences. What is the Marauder thinking here? This, this takes the Marauder from being... I don't know. Is he? Do you think he's a B-class villain or a C-class villain? I Ian? think he's probably a B-class. I mean, he has power in the underworld. I I know he's like a little bit more daredevilish, um, but he's he's pretty powerful, and the this just this lowers my opinion of him so much because Spider-Man is knocked out on the ground and. Uh, the Marauder says, blind, he is of no further consequence to us. Leave him. <laughs> yeah, it's... Okay. Uh, even though he's blind, let it be known he flips a little spider tracer onto the Marauder's back. How this happens? I think it's time to move on. Okay, James B. Spidey contemplates the difficulties of being a blind hero. We turn to Betty and MJ running into each other at Peter's apartment. As they turn the key on the lock, we can see Carrion waiting for them on the other side potential disaster seems to loom for the ladies of Peter Parker's life. We leave and return to Spider-Man attempting to swing about town blind. It's not going well. But we end with this book with Daredevil coming to the sightless hero's aid. James B., you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Phew, I thought you'd fallen asleep. Is anybody there with you? At least White Tiger's not here. Well, okay then. Ian, I really want to know what happens in the next book. From February of 1979, Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man 27, The Blind Leading the Blind, written by Bill Mantelow, penciled by Frank Miller, and inked by Frank Springer. How about the eyes on Spider-Man's mask? Uh, this is the first time I've seen emotion in his eyes. Do you see his eyes on the splash page, Ian? I do. They're very worried. Yeah. But later on, on the next page... His eyes are red. Yeah, he's like emoting through his mask. He looks sad, right? Yes. What Very. What do you think? Do you think this is a good idea to bring his mask into um, the emotion of the moment or not? I think it's a good idea because we can't see his face. We don't know what expression he could be making under the mask. It gets rid of some of the realism, though, of the mask and of Spider- It's definitely a huge change from the past. I'm not sure if I'm down with this because, like, there's no way those eyes should be moving on his mask under any circumstance. Yeah, that that makes sense. Was you okay with it? I I am okay. Have with I swayed it. you, Ian? You swayed me a little bit. 
Spidey and Daredevil are working out how they will move around town with Spidey blind, as Daredevil manages to calm Spider-Man about his ailments and get him some help. Yeah, do you like it when the obligatory hero fight happens? No, not really. Really? I mean, it's funny, but I feel like it's not a necessary... Part of the book? Yeah. The story. So you're more interested in the story progressing than yeah. like the fighting that happens? I mean, I typically. like the fighting, but I just okay. feel like in such a short comic book, there could be a lot more explaining hmm. instead of fighting. I The obligatory hero battle bothers me because it happens so often, but that's because I'm reading like, you know seven spider-man books a week or whatever yeah oh here we go again uh but i i do think it's really interesting when you see two heroes go up against each other right it is you know it's always like a curiosity like well what happened if daredevil and spider-man fight each other you know and it's pretty clear right who's much stronger yeah right definitely Spider-Man. Daredevil, Daredevil has a lot of trouble with him here. Yeah. I mean, when Spider-Man's blind and they fight, Daredevil has no problem. True. Like when he first gets blinded. True. He's thrashing around. But, he, you know, like, it's clear Spider-Man is much stronger. Daredevil grabs him by the hands and he just, like, chucks him off him. Going back to the apartment, we see MJ and Betty leaving their Peter's apartment. An ornery Miss Muggins goes in to check Peter's apartment and screams as she finds it in disarray. Ian, as we were talking earlier, are MJ and Betty friends? It looks like it, but doesn't seem very realistic. There is no way that Betty and MJ would be like, oh, sure, it's fine. We can both date the same guy. Totally dumb. Just to be clear here, they walked up to the apartment. They put the key in. We saw Carrion on the other side. Do you think they just didn't see him? Probably. Or maybe they didn't enter the house. He hid from them, but Mrs. Muggins... They do like to have Mrs. Muggins in this book. Yes, they do, James B. But what happens when she goes in? She sees writing on the wall that says, The Dead Walk Parker. So Mrs. Muggins sees him, and she's like screaming through all the panels. And I, where do you think Carrion is in this fourth panel that we see? We see him, the thought bubble say, Soon, Parker, you must return. It looks as if he's like flying. He's looking right? through a window, and in the next panel, he's not standing on anything, but there's a chimney behind him. Thin over the air, the cadaverous villain departs. Yeah. He's just moving through the air. I think it's time to move on. Away from domestic matters of the home, Peter's apartment, including Spidey's having his eyes looked at by a daredevil-endorsed doctor. Uh, when it is determined that Spidey may not remain blind... The heroes depart to find the Marauder, who was tagged by Spidey at the end of their last battle. The Masked Marauder has been busy while the heroes heal. His henchmen have stolen some plutonium, and combined with a threat to the mayor, he has tripped his tri-man with a nuclear bomb that could destroy New York. Whoa, this is crazy, man. But I'm going to go on. Let me finish this up. Daredevil and Spidey crash the Marauder's party. They have a lot of trouble trying to defeat him, and we actually end with Spidey perilously falling out of a building. Do you think he has sight, Ian? I don't think he has sight. I don't think so either, and Daredevil is, like, getting rocketed out by the Tri-Man bird, right? Yeah. That's where we finish this book. It's, it's disastrous. Is there anything else that we want to talk about? I didn't discuss the—there's three panels I didn't discuss very much in this book. 
they have to do with his mask. Tell us about Spider-Man's mask. Well, Spider-Man, he feels like he should show Daredevil his face, just in case anything happens to him. Just as he's about to take off the mask, he decides he can't for the exact same reason. If anything happens to him, he's worried that people will find out who he is. I mean, if he dies, will no one take off Spider-Man's mask? Someone has to. I mean... Right? Who's... How's it... What's going to happen to Peter? He's going to be dead. How are they going to explain that? They're going to have to connect the dots. Yeah. When he was with the doctor earlier, you saw his mask, right? Mm-hmm. He has a it, web it was, mask. It was off, but he has a web mask covering just the lower part of his face, right? Yeah, like a corona mask. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can we agree that all of this is kind of silly and he should just take his mask off for Daredevil? Definitely. Right? Especially I, Daredevil doctors. Dare, Daredevil's doctor probably knows who Daredevil is. At least we know he's a good friend of Daredevil's. Like, yeah, he, this is a trusted person of Daredevil. I feel like he's not gonna like go hunting around to try to figure out who Spider-Man is. You know, Spider-Man protects his identity not only for himself but for like the other people around him. Right? Theoretically, yeah. maybe someone could figure out. The doctor had done some work on Spider-Man, and someone could torture the doctor, right? That, to get this information about who he was. True. But but you know what? It seems kind of commonplace in this book who Peter Parker is, because where does Carrion go? He reappears where? <laughs> he reappears in Peter Parker's apartment. Could someone explain to me how Carrion knew to go to Peter Parker's apartment? What did I miss? Yes, James B. Like Ian said earlier, he reminds us a lot of the Green Goblin. Yeah. Do you think it could be? How else could he know he's Peter? All right, Ian, is there anything else you want to discuss in these books? Uh, no, sir. Looks like we got a little extra time at the end of this show. You want to play a game? Yes, sir. James B., you mind if we play a game? Eddie, do you have time for a quick story? Of course, James B. When I was 24 years old, there was in Connecticut a like interview at like Foxwood Casino or something for people who wanted to be a game show host. And I was like, I'm going to go stand in line for 12 hours and interview to be like a game show host. It was totally my thing. I've been wanting to do that my whole life. But it was the same day I had to take like the GMAT test or something to be able to, I don't even remember why I had to take a GMAT test, but I had to take some tests and I was scheduled to take some formal test already and I just couldn't get out of it. So very annoying. They never came back around looking for game show hosts. I know you're surprised. Oh, James B., you would have been great. Not a lot of demand. Even less than librarians. Well, we'll let you stay in the library today, James B. He and I, we're going to play a game. I have some questions for you, trivia questions, about the books we read. And I hear you have some questions for me. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to start off first, Ian. Okay. What are the three forms the tri-man can change into a man very good technically a... speaking it's a humanoid oh that <laughs> sure sure and then a bird totem thing very good just bird does does fine and a bomb those are <laughs> very two. good technically the mass marauder calls this the bomb droid Silly, Ooh. in my opinion. But hit me up. Give me one again. 
What does Carrion write on the wall of Peter's apartment? Oh my god. I have some options if you need them. Give me the options. Okay. You're next, Parker. Watch your back, Peter. I'll get you, Peter. Or the dead walk, Parker. I want to say the dead walk, Parker. And that is the correct answer. Hey! Look at me! Ian, I'm doing, doing better than I usually do on these kinds of shows. All right. Third question for you. How... Does the mass marauder refer to his minions? Does he call them mindless maggots, pointless peons, or brainless baldies? It's mindless maggots, right? You are correct. Very good, Ian. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right. Question for you. Shoot away there. Okay. What is the marauder's other alias, I guess? Is it the Big Cheese, the Cape Crusader, Big M or Mr. Magia? This has got to be Big M, right? It's the Big M. Okay, all right, good. All right, all right I got it. <laughs> all right, thank you, Ian. <laughs> Question five for you. The Masked Marauder and his Triman rob a bank. How does the Triman carry away the cash and jewels? Three options. He stuffs it into his stomach area. The Marauder's helicopter sucks it up. Or he carries it with his hands. He carries it with his hands, right? You are correct. Very good, Ian. We're doing well with our trivia game here. Yeah. All right. I'm surprised. You're, you're up, Ian. Okay. How many goons does Carrion kill in the very beginning? Seven goons. That is incorrect. That's the number. At the very beginning, he kills two. What? I call foul play in this trivia game. Uh, I'm checking. But at the beginning of the first book... He's surrounded by four here, Ian. This is not good for you. One, two... Oh, gosh. There's yeah, three, all right, four. All right. So there's two there. But see, like the opening panel, there's four of them. So he's surrounded by four. He's got to take out four, at least. He kills two of them, though. You think the other two get away? One of them's gone, though. One of them just isn't there. Say you're right, because I don't like murders in Spider-Man, so... Well done, Ian. Two it is. All right. Between Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, books 26 and 27, how many panels do you think Daredevil and Spider-Man fight in? I'll give you a couple of ranges here. Two to six panels, seven to 11 panels, or 12 to 16 panels? Has to be 12 to 16. There is so much fighting going on. All right, Ian, you got one more for me? I do have one more for you. Delightful. Okay, what color is the Marauder's costume? Marauder's got to be purple, right? Yeah. Thanks for playing, Ian, and I hope you enjoyed it too, listeners. How can we find you? Uh, People can find me on Facebook at Dapper Designs. Hey, listen to that. Very professional, Ian. And you can reach us anytime at Let's Read Spider-Man at gmail.com. I'm Eddie, joined by... Ian. And James B. And Let's Read Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man is a division of Let's Read Spider-Man, a proud member of the PaySpot Patreon Podcast Network. The PaySpot Patreon Podcast Network is home to many great podcasts, and one that might interest you would be a way to multitask so you can get more done quickly and have more free time for family. Oh, delightful. I, I always would love to spend more time with my family. Join the Mass Marauder as he displays his new Quad Man, who can do taxes, cook meals, 
take care of your older relatives and also become a nuclear bomb. Listen to It's Quad Day every Wednesday on the PacePot Patreon Podcast Network. Become a nuclear bomb. Uh, well, I guess that'll keep us from getting too close to him, the little kids and old people. Goodbye. 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 Is that the Wilhelm scream I just heard in the background? Yeah, it's my <laughs> notification sound, and I forgot I had it on. <laughs> Ian, that's, that's the best notification sound you could have. That's well done, man. Wow. Well, bonus, bonus uh, trivia from Ian. What does he have as his notifications? Yeah.